This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the coronavirus story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available on demand as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or shoot me an email. The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, I hope this show finds you healthy and happy and hunkered down with your family, waiting for the gates to be lifted and this economy to kick back into gear. Yesterday, we saw the stock market... uh, is reacting to the positive news that we've had fewer and fewer reported cases of COVID and fewer and fewer deaths going on since last Friday. So there's uh, there's hopeful reason to believe that uh, this thing may have peaked about a week before Easter when the president was originally saying uh, that we ought to be able to get back to work. Of course, he has adjusted that now to um, May 1st and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure for people to, at least in certain segments of the economy, to go ahead and get back to work and and get this uh, the worst of this behind us. You know, I'm kind of concerned that they keep referring to this virus as the coronavirus. Uh, I think it should have been labeled originally as the Wuhan virus, where it originated, to highlight the fact that it came from the place where China operates its viral study lab and has been conducting experiments with different species and combining these viruses and and uh, so-called studying them, uh, them. There are uh, sources, legitimate, credible sources, including uh, the Israeli intelligence agency that uh, suspects that that lab is being used to develop germ warfare, but We'll uh, we'll put that aside for now and and call that a conspiracy theory. Of course, conspiracy theories often turn out to be true, but in any case, it is quite clear that uh, that China purposefully allowed the spread of this virus. But calling it the coronavirus instead of the Wuhan virus or the Chinese virus or my favorite, the CCC uh, virus. Uh, is uh, is a big mistake, I believe, because coronaviruses. Uh, this is this is not the only coronavirus. Coronaviruses are common; they are a major part of the seasonal flu, and in fact, uh, coronaviruses are the underlying uh, 
uh, infection that causes most common colds. So now we've uh, we've labeled this thing the coronavirus, and we've seen that it has uh, shut down the economy worldwide, and has resulted, you know, in a, a, a fairly substantial number of deaths. Nothing near uh, what they predicted, but uh, but yeah, it's a dangerous virus, especially to people that are elderly or immune suppressed. And my worry is the next time a coronavirus uh, rears its head, as it, it does every other year or so, that people are going to be panicked and freaked out. Most people will not understand, uh, you know, the, the differences between the various coronaviruses and, uh, and they're going to have an overreaction and, uh, you know, we'll have more pressure from the uh, over-the-top media to, to go into another one of these shutdowns. So I would urge people to stop calling it the coronavirus. There are lots of coronaviruses. This is the, the Chinese communist labeled it the novel coronavirus. But it is a, a coronavirus that came out of that lab in Wuhan. If you don't want to call it the Wuhan virus or the Chinese virus, let's call it the CCP virus because they most certainly leashed, unleashed this virus upon us. So yesterday the president announced that um, under pressure from the governor of New York and New Jersey that he was going to start allowing the treatment of the CCC uh, virus aboard the USNS Comfort that is harbored there in New York Harbor. I can't say strongly enough what a bad idea I think this is. Um, a, A naval ship is the last place you want to put people that are contagious. They have narrow passageways, small, um, small cabins. Uh, it is uh, it is sort of a petri dish for the spread of any sort of infectious disease. Much less one as contagious as this one. Here's the president at yesterday's news conference. Jersey, uh, as you probably have heard, uh, and I was informed that Governor Cuomo is already. Uh, told you and announced he called me up a little while ago and he asked whether or not it would be possible to use the ship uh, with respect to fighting the virus and we hadn't had that in mind at all but we're going to let him do it and we're also going to let New Jersey uh, Governor Murphy we spoke with him a little while ago and uh, New Jersey is going to use it also because New Jersey is a hot a hot spot so Governor Murphy and Governor Cuomo are going to be using the ship to New York, New Jersey, and uh, it's a big ship, and it's now COVID. It's set for COVID, and we are going to. I just think this is a really, really bad idea. I know, you know, yesterday I was uh, skewering the commander of the USS Roosevelt for panicking over the infection aboard that aircraft carrier. And, uh, and it would spread, but the, the issue there is he's got a young and healthy crew that uh, would be very minimally impacted by this. So I'm starting to wonder, you know, what what is going to be the response when we don't hit these over-the-top projections made by our public health professionals about the number of deaths? Uh, they said originally that if we didn't take this uh, this action shutting down the economy and locking everybody in their houses that there could be as many as 2.2 million 
deaths from the coronavirus in the United States. And then they said as a result of their mitigation efforts that uh, they expect there to be between 200 and 400,000 deaths. It now appears that these models were wrong. And of course, the reason they were wrong is because they were based largely on uh, on New York, which is a uh, doesn't look anything like the rest of the nation. You got people stacked on top of each other. Most people get around on the subways, and uh, and they were late to uh, to take the mitigation efforts. In fact, they were encouraging people to attend parades at the same time they were uh, accusing the president of overreacting and uh, and of racism for shutting down the borders with China. But what's going to happen? Uh, if we don't hit the bottom end of their models, which is 200,000, and I don't think based on these uh, these most recent uh, statistics that we're going to do that, I think that the number of deaths is going to be closer to probably half that, maybe even less, maybe maybe somewhere like 80,000 uh, 80, or 85,000. The experts will probably say, oh, it's all because of these uh, these lockdowns on the federal and state level, and that uh, the citizens complied with it. But it sets a really terrible precedent that this is the way you go about combating a a virus, a virus uh, that that comes out of China pretty regularly now, SARS, H1N1, all of these other flus. And I worry that it's going to validate and justify these police state measures that they've been putting us all through. I saw a video yesterday where a uh, a, a boat, I think it was in Florida, I'm not sure. It was uh, a, a fish and wildlife boat or, uh, you know, some sort of enforcement boat. And they, they were chasing a guy down that was on a stand-up paddleboard and taking him into custody for violating the social distancing dictates from the government. Now, there wasn't anybody within this guy for a half a mile. It appeared that he was out on a river. And they uh, they took this guy into custody because he was out enjoying the fresh air and sunshine. And if you empower a police agency, they will always uh, test their limits and look for uh, ways to exercise their authority. And that is just uh, just sort of a... Um, um, a metaphor for exactly what's been going on. You know, I know that you, like me, are probably sick of the uh, the news cycle, all coronavirus, all the time. I try to bring you stories that uh, are outside the coronavirus uh, atmosphere, but to tell you the truth, uh, all the news that's going on right now is in the context of the coronavirus. So, you know, if you want to dial back on your news consumption, I can certainly understand that. I would encourage you to keep listening to this show because we will bring you um, a, an unvarnished truth that you won't hear on the mainstream media. But uh, the other show you should also never miss is Tucker Carlson Tonight. Tucker Carlson unlike the other media, is actually focused on the, the real issue at hand. He's not trying to, to uh, you know, uh, flip this and make it into some wall-to-wall attack on the president and the administration's response. Although 
he is critical when uh, critique is called for. But he's got more real information coming out and more context to put that information into good use than any other news program on TV right now. He has really upped his game over there. You know, he's he's got producers. I think he uses writers from his website, The Daily Caller. But it is, uh, it is by far and away the most quality news reporting you will see on TV. It, it always is, but he's... As I say, he's really upped his game while the rest of the media has sort of a clown themselves by contradicting themselves and showing themselves to be purveyors of fake news. Tucker Carlson has, uh, has turned it up a notch. Here is a clip from last night's show, uh, that he did. It's, it's, uh, talking about, uh, a world health organization official, the world health organization, along with China have been most responsible for the spread of this virus. And uh, and this World Health official, I, I was talking about the police state tactics, is talking about uh, this U.N. agency now uh, coming into homes, and it's, not a, <laughs> it's no longer enough, apparently, for you to lock yourself in the home. The World Health Organization is eyeing and considering coming into your home and separating you from your family, very similar to what the communists did early in this crisis in Wuhan. Just so you know, we're last week, Dr. Michael Ryan, he's a leader at the World Health Organization, announced that in response to the spread of this virus, authorities may have to enter people's homes and remove family members, presumably by force. In most parts of the world, due to lockdown, most of the transmission that's actually happening in many countries now is happening in the household at family level. In some senses, transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. A safe and dignified manner, he says. So a United Nations apparatchik who has uh, clowned himself by parroting the Communist Party uh, propaganda is now considering that it's not enough for you to stay in your home. It's not enough for you to, to lose your job. It's not enough for police to be arresting people on the street for, uh, for being out in the fresh air and sunshine. This guy is contemplating along with, uh, you know, the United nations coming into your home and apparently dragging your children away and putting them in forced quarantine. Uh, I mean, if anything, we, the United States should stop its $52 million annual contribution to this world health organization or demand a complete reorganization. I, I do agree that there needs to be some sort of world health organization to monitor these things. But in this case, the world health organization has not only not been helpful, they have been the source of a lot of the disinformation, including China's original claims that this virus could not spread human to human. Rick Scott came on the show shortly after that clip and was calling for a, uh, an investigation into the who the world health organization. Here is, here we go. Come on clip. This is a Fox news 
Senator Rick Scott represents the state of Florida. He'd like to investigate the World Health Organization for what it's done in response to this pandemic. Senator, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Tell us why you believe the World Health Organization is in part culpable for this disaster. Well, first off, they just work for China, communist China. First, they said on January 14th uh, in a tweet that, that there was no evidence that there was human-to-human transmission. Lie. Then they said, like, I think on the 20th or something, China's doing a great job. Lie. I asked them, and then when Trump did the right thing by doing the travel ban, they attacked Trump uh, for doing the wrong thing. I asked them to do an investigation of China back in February. I started talking about this like you did back in January. Did they ever do it? No. They, if they had done their job, everybody would have gotten more ready. We wouldn't have shut down this economy, and we wouldn't have all these people dead all over the world. So, so I want an investigation. I'm on Homeland Security. I've talked to the chairman, Ron Johnson. He's agreed to do it. We're going to investigate why did they do what they did, uh, what was their purpose, and, and, and why are we as American taxpayers giving them some of our dollars? Well, it's a large number of our dollars. We fund, I think, about two-thirds of the budget of the World Health Organization. And uh, we should condition that continued aid on the firing of this guy that was um, uh, promoted to the director of the World Health, Health Organization at the sponsorship of China, who, of course, came out and parroted all the lies that were coming out of communist China in the early days of this crisis that, uh, that crippled our initial response. Of course, the Democrats, they want to investigate the Trump administration. Adam Schiff over there wants to turn it into another one of his his, uh, witch hunts in the lead up to the 2020 elections. Hey, I want to encourage you to go over to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. That'll take you over to My Patriot Supply. And they've got some great specials so that you can prepare yourself For the next time one of these crises hit, Uh, they've got two-week emergency food supplies that have breakfast, lunch, dinners, and 92 total servings in reusable heavy-duty four-layer pouches. They'll last up to 25 years. You can get something that normally sells for, well, uh, that, uh, okay, here we go. Normally sells for $297 for $197. You'll save $100 instantly by using that uh, that link from preparewithmojo50.com. I started to tell you about the two-week food supply, but they're sold out of that. So you're going to want to act fast on this. A four-week food supply is much better anyway, and you save even more money. Go over to preparewithmojo50.com that's preparewithmojo50.com that'll lead you to my patriot supply you'll get a hundred dollars off your initial order and uh, you'll save a hundred hundred dollars so hillary clinton locked down in her basement in chappaqua has taken to twitter parroting this democrat lie that the president was slow to respond to this coronavirus She says it took 70 days for Trump to treat the coronavirus not as a distant threat or a harmless flu strain well under control, but as a lethal force poised to kill tens of thousands of citizens, replace him in November. Of course, that disinformation that was uh, coming out of of China was largely responsible for that. They were still claiming, along with the World Health Organization, that this virus couldn't pass human to human. 
But it's quite clear now that the Democrats' line of attack going into November would be uh, Trump should have acted sooner, even before the scientists knew the real nature of this virus. Well, here's a, a little sleight of hand there uh, performing. You can always say that someone should have acted sooner. Anything good in life, you can say that you always should have done it sooner. So it's going to be important that we remember and that the uh, Republicans continue to emphasize that when Trump did act, when he got the full information from Dr. Fauci, who was supposed to be the the savant guru of these viruses, when he did get the real information and he closed down borders and started to implement uh, mitigation strategies, the Democrats were all accusing him of overreacting, screaming racist, and they were bogged down 24 hours, seven days a week on impeachment. So if the media wants to claim that Trump has blood on his hands after trying to stop the spread of this virus, what are they going to say about Nancy Pelosi, who was on video urging people to go out into the streets and visit restaurants and tourist attractions in Chinatown? What are they going to do about uh, de Blasio, the Marxist mayor of New York, urging people to attend parades? You can always claim someone acted sooner. But Biden and the Democrats were criticizing the president when he did act, and there's lots of video that will prove that. Biden accused him of being a xenophobe for limiting travel from China. So if they want to go into the 2020 election pretending that Joe Biden, who's hiding in his basement now, would have acted any sooner than Donald Trump, you go ahead and uh, and and use that as your campaign slogan and strategy. One of the media's uh, stories in response to the president's pointing out that he limited travel early on, including China and Europe. Uh, Europe didn't close down travel, and as a result, they're suffering far worse than we are. Uh, the media is telling you that uh, the U.S. never really stopped travel to China. That's their headlines in the Washington Post and the New York Times. Never, they say, did he stop travel from the New York and China. Another little sleight of hand where what they're not telling you is that, yes, there continued to be travel from China and there continued to be travel on, from Europe. Those were American citizens returning home. And those American citizens were screened. I don't know if they, they had the full test, but they were screened for any symptoms and then they were told to immediately go to their homes and quarantine themselves for two weeks. So again, if they want to make the case that uh, the president should have uh, disallowed American citizens from re returning home from the affected regions, well, I guess they got me. They uh, they should uh, they should definitely go ahead and make that argument. Well, the president talked with Joe Biden yesterday. We don't know exactly what they said, but the president did. Uh, he, he was gracious in allowing uh, Biden to call and to speak with him. And, uh, and he was even gracious toward Biden in yesterday's news briefing. 
Mr. President, uh, Vice President Biden's uh, spokesperson said that he made some suggestions uh, to you about actions that you could be taking to deal with the pandemic. We had a very good talk. We, we agreed that we weren't going to talk about what we said, but we had a very, very good talk. It was a warm talk. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope he enjoyed it, too. And it was short. It was 15 minutes. Uh, Do you have good suggestions? Anything that you're going to do? Well, he had suggestions. It doesn't mean that I agree with those suggestions, but certainly he had suggestions. And uh, I also told him some of the things we're doing. But the conversation was a, a friendly, very friendly conversation. I would love to know what some of these suggestions are. You know, to this point, Biden's suggestions have basically committed, uh, consisted of things that the administration has already been doing. He was saying for about a week that the administration should put an incident commander, one person in charge of the distribution of these supplies and ventilators. It turns out that the president's task force had been doing that for a month when Biden came up with his suggestion. They had a U.S. Navy admiral supply officer, and they, they brought him out during one of the press briefings and allowed him to tell exactly what he was doing. So I hope that one day uh, the president will tell us exactly what old Joe Biden was able to come up with after someone reminded him what the White House phone number was. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. You're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, in the first half, I was talking about these police state tactics that are being implemented and the danger to our country that we'll lose our civil liberties as a result of the response to this coronavirus, we've empowered police states and we've set a terrible precedent where the authorities believe that they can lock us into our homes and destroy the economy in response to a virus that poses, uh, we know now, very little threat to the general public. It does, uh, does have an effect on elderly people and people with compromised immune systems. The correct response would have been similar to what Iceland or Sweden did. And that was to advise their elderly patients to stay indoors and uh, and not have contact. I don't think even that could be mandatory if uh, if folks want to take the risk with their own health. Uh, freedom dictates that that they're uh, they're empowered to do that. And I I played a clip back there of the World Health Organization head who have been uh, largely responsible for the slow reaction by by parroting communist Chinese propaganda in the early days of this outbreak, um, the, the World Health Organization uh, infectious disease director saying that at some point they're going to uh, stop settling for just forcing everybody to stay in their homes. They're actually going to come into your home and remove people that are infected. Now, in most cases, everybody in the house will be affected, uh, affected. If you're living in a house uh, and you don't know somebody has the coronavirus and they don't become symptomatic until a couple of weeks after they're contagious, uh, then then um, most people in that house 
would be infected and you would believe that uh, the entire house would want to be quarantined, very similar to the way they used to do it. When I was a kid, they would uh, quarantine the whole house if you had an outbreak of German measles. But uh, before we left that topic, I wanted to play you another clip. This is the mayor of Los Angeles. I think it's the second largest city in our country, encouraging people to uh, to snitch on their neighbors if they catch them out in their yards or doing something contrary to the uh, to the uh, the official line. We need to make sure that everybody continues to let us know where those folks are. If you've observed recurring violations of the Safer at Home order, please continue to let us know at coronavirus.lacity.org slash business violation. You know the old expression about snitches. Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. We want to thank you for turning folks in and making sure so we are So there you have the safe. mayor of we the second largest sure city in the country offering rewards for neighbors to snitch on neighbors if they see them violating the coronavirus lockdown. You know, if you get, when you give power to people who are um, power hungry, <clears throat> they're going to push it to uh, uh, the far edges of acceptability, and, and they'll continue to do this until the people of this country start pushing back on it. I also did something in the first half of the show that is sort of, uh, uh, you know, unusual. I've, I've been encouraging you to watch another show in the form of Tucker Carlson show. Cause uh, Tucker Carlson is, uh, you know, I know people are tired of the coronavirus coverage and they want to turn it off. But if you're going to watch one show to really get uh, good news and analysis on this coronavirus, it's Tucker Carlson. Now I, I would also hasten to add, you, you need to listen to this show as well, because as, uh, as, plain spoken and uh, courageous as Tucker Carlson is on his show. There are some things that he cannot say. Uh, he does have censors over there. They've been going after him. Uh, Media matters has been going after his show with, uh, with advertiser boycotts for going on two years. Now they're absolutely determined to remove him from the air, but Fox news can't be entirely trusted either. You, you recall after he said, um, you know, that uh, the whole specter, of white supremacists uh, running in the streets is uh, is fake news from the media. They they furloughed him for two weeks, and they, that's not the only time. There are some things that he's not allowed to say. So you need to listen to Tucker Carlson to get the in depth analysis, sort of a highly produced version of the news coverage, where he's got his writers from the Daily Caller uh, writing his scripts and and really getting deep into this, but. Uh, if you want to get the complete, uncensored, unvarnished story, you need to listen to this show as well. I often say that if you're getting your news from mainstream media sources, you're you're misinformed because they are all all the time, first and foremost, pushing a political agenda on you uh, to the exclusion of the real news. And if you're not getting your your news and information from alternative media sources, like right now with Jim Dawes then you're, uh, you're uninformed because you're not getting the real news that the mainstream media is largely ignoring. An example of that is CBS News. Uh, you know, one of the most respected legacy 
media organizations in the country. I think Walter Cronkite and uh, David Brinkley were from CBS News. I may be wrong with uh, David Brinkley. I know Walter Cronkite was CBS News. They have now transformed themselves to a 24-7 news propaganda organization. And nothing illustrates that point most more, re- more uh, vividly than their coverage of this, uh, this so-called nurse that uh, had quit her hospital because they were supposedly not able to offer the nurses enough protective um, masks and gloves and face shields and such. I'm going to play you this clip. And then I'll tell you the true story behind this coverage by CBS News. America is not prepared and nurses are not being protected. She's breaking down in tears. I quit my job today. I went into work and I was assigned to a COVID patient on an ICU unit that has been converted to a designated COVID unit. None of the nurses are wearing masks, not even surgical masks in the hallways when they're giving report to each other. I had my own N95 mask. I told my manager, I understand we're short on supplies, but let me protect myself. Let me feel safe. I have family that I have to come home to. And the way things are looking, this isn't going to get any better. Now, that entire piece of coverage there was totally false. It was put out on CBS News evening coverage. It was covered widely on their social media. That uh, that nurse, that woman you saw there, that was fake news. She had quit her job at the hospital more than a year before the virus actually out, um, uh, broke out. And there was uh, stories, I, I'm not confirming them here, but the, that the reason that she quit was uh, for mental instability. I'm not saying that's true. Uh, but if you watch that clip that she posted that was a complete and utter lie, um, it would tend to support that uh, that story. But uh, CBS News has still got that story up on its Twitter feed. They have not altered it. They have not issued a retraction. They've not issued a correction. They put uh, some tweet down there that says, uh, you know, defended their airing of that clip saying that, um, you know, they checked it out, but they, (laughs) if they checked it out and they claim to be a news organization, they're far less competent and and able to fact check things than, than, uh, your average Twitter user, because a few Google searches discovered that, uh, that this, this clip was fake in its entirety and Twitter's, uh, you know, still got it up there, allowing it to be uh, carried and you can watch these daily press conferences. I don't know why the president continues to take these unhinged questions and, uh, and you can see what the agenda is from the media. It's not to provide helpful information to their viewers. It's not to do any in-depth reporting, certainly not of China's culpability in all of this. It's to push their anti-Trump agenda, including this massive effort to try to discredit hydroxychloroquine and zithromycin and zinc as a possible solution to this. They're going to be, they're going to have egg all over their face when this is over with, because it's quite clear now that uh, hydroxychloroquine is an effective, both prophylactic and therapeutic 
in response to this virus. There's a uh, there's a clip up on Twitter with um, uh, Allie Beth Stuckey. I think she used to report for One America News. She's uh, she's kind of brilliant, and she's doing a a spoof on the types of questions you get in these daily press conferences from the reporters. Question here. What do you say to the Americans who accuse you of being a terrible person? Mr. President, I have it on good authority that the reason why Dr. Fauci isn't here is because you and Vice President Pence threw him in a dungeon with crocodiles and alligators. Is there there any truth to that? Do you ever worry, Mr. President, that you're acting too much like a fascist dictator. Why aren't you acting more like a fascist dictator? I wanted to know why you physically poured fish tank cleaner down the throats of the Arizona couple and if you'll be facing charges for that. Do you care that people are starving right now? Why haven't you shut down the grocery stores? Your silence on the two tigers that have contracted COVID-19 is deafening and I didn't even have a question. I just wanted to let you know. Thank you so much. Why do you keep bringing up hydroxychloroquine when there is a 0.00007% chance that someone could have an adverse reaction? I mean, like, why risk that? President Trump, as you know, there is a lot going on in the world right now. Like a lot of death, a lot of sadness, a lot of chaos and confusion, which just leads me to the most important question which is, why are you so mean to the media? Yes, why don't you shake hands with people? Don't you think it's kind of kind of rude? I'm just wondering why you're not wearing a full hazmat suit and what kind of example you think that sets for the American people. Uh, so China has dealt with this just <laughs> absolutely amazingly. I mean, they shut people inside their homes to the point where some of the people died just to stop this virus. And I'm just wondering, like, why that's not on the table here. Do you not care? Is there a a reason why you're not hand making these ventilators yourself? Yes, thanks. So I'm just looking for rough timeline of when you think we could probably get back to reporting on the real news, which is the war on journalism. One more very straightforward, like totally objective, looking for the truth, no ulterior motives behind this. What is your defense to the people? I, I don't know who, but the people who say that you're an idiot. I mean, that's a parody. It's a, a two minute long parody, but really it perfectly encapsulates the types of questions that are coming out of the Washington press corps. And, uh, as I say, the press corps is studiously avoiding any mention of China's role in all of this. The real story is China's suppression of, of the nature of this flu that gave the whole world a late response to it. They're saying Trump was late to it, but uh, he acted earlier than any other nation when the the true nature of the virus came out. And we'll talk about more on China's role right after we come back from a brief break. I want to tell you about the products I've got up at AmericaFirstRadio.shop. That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop. Let me pull it up here. I've got uh, I've got these uh, these banana bag. Um rehydration packs uh where here we go banana bag it's uh it's a way to avoid having to land yourself in a hospital to to get an iv to be rehydrated it's full of um 
solutions that will um, be absorbed readily into the body, and it uh, carries vitamin B and A complex to strengthen your immune system. And so if you're suffering from some underlying medical condition or you, uh, heaven forbid, uh, catch this virus, some of the complications can end up being uh, diarrhea that dehydrates you badly. More people die of diarrhea every year than have died of this uh, of this virus so far. But uh, the last place you want to find yourself is in a, 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 an emergency room. First of all, I'm not sure they'll even allow you in, and if they do, that's uh, that's a uh, high, highly infectious area. So go in there, uh, go out to AmericaFirstRadio.shop and get your banana bag oral solution. You get five packs for fifteen dollars and fifty cents, with free same day shipping. We've got adult and pediatric. The pediatric uh, version is exactly the same as the adult, except for it's got a slight bit of sweetener to make uh, to make it more palatable. You can also find a couple of shirts up there on AmericaFirstRadio.shop. I've got one that's failure to prep is prepping to fail, which says it all in this this uh, context. And and another one, a country boy can survive the Hank Williams Jr. song that uh, really illustrates the difference between the way big cities are handling this and the way people in more rural areas are. So China's role. I just want to remind everybody that might be watching the mainstream media and not uh, not being informed of this, that whether or not this virus emerged from this wet market where they use third world uh, food practices and allow the secretions in blood from different species of animals to be mixed before butchering it on site and selling it for human consumption, whether or not it came out of that wet market or whether or not it came out of that viral laboratory 600 feet away, which I believe, none of this that we're experiencing right now is an accident. None of it. These were predetermined decisions by the communist Chinese government to allow this virus to spread out of Wuhan. They continue to allow air travel. One of the most traveled places was Italy where there's a large contingent of people who had returned Chinese nationals that had returned from their homes in Wuhan after they were there celebrating the Chinese New Year and absolutely devastated Italy. At the time, China was perfectly aware, we're learning now, that this, uh, this virus did spread human to human, and yet they allowed this virus to escape, and they were continuing to allow air travel to the United States until the president shut it down. So I've got a clip here, and this is uh, Gordon Chang. He's appearing with, uh, with the uh, Epoch Times on China's culpability in all of this. What are the other explanations for this? Um, if Ch- China certainly knew that this was highly transmissible, and they then said it wasn't, Well, why would they say that it wasn't? Now, as I said, I'm not in Xi Jinping's mind. I don't know what his intent was for sure. But you have to look at what they did. And what they did would inevitably lead to the spread of this virus outside of China's borders. It would inevitably lead to public health officials in other countries not taking the precautions that were absolutely necessary at that point. 
So uh, the culpability here is real. You could say it's reckless. You could say it's intentional. But the one thing that you have to say is that the actions that the Chinese government took led to the spread of this virus around the world. What you've got to say is this was no accident. You can argue that it wasn't intentional, that it was just the Chinese government being uh, defensive and trying to cover it up. Or you can say that they were just negligent. But in any case, you cannot say that it's accidental. China did this to us, and they did it to us either intentionally or um, negligently. Here's another clip from that uh, Epoch Times on Amer- from American thought leaders. Now, as a signature country to the WHO, you are... This is Dr. Stephen Hatfield. He's a physician and virologist. Required to inform the WHO if any new unusual disease outbreaks occur. Uh, This is an international health regulation, an IHR. Unfortunately, a lot of countries aren't doing this, or they try to minimize it or hide it uh, until it's... We miss critical, critical days in preparing for this thing. And uh, this happened in SARS. This was kept undercover for several weeks. And it's happened with the the outbreak in China. You know, I don't know how many viruses we have to see come out of China to to wreck our economy and destroy many healths and uh, many people's health and kill untold people before the American people wake up and realize that Coupling our economy and uh, with China's and allowing, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of their students in our research and development universities to engage in uh, espionage was a, a disastrous decision by our leaders. Kevin McCarthy is uh, he's uh, he's now the uh, the no he's the the leader in Congress the Republican. House Minority Leader, and he's calling for an investigation both into the Communist Chinese Party and the World Health Organization. Nobody had an idea by how deadly this was, and mainly what I'd say why, China was not forthcoming. Had China allowed our scientists, our researchers, and our doctors in at the very beginning? They kicked them out. We maybe could have contained it just in China, where the rest of the world would not have the punishment going before them. You look what we were able to do with Ebola. Contain it just in Africa. Because everybody was able to work together. Nobody so there's a lot of people that are uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of people that are saying what we need to do is go ahead and convert the trillion dollars of uh, US debt that China holds to uh, to paying helping to pay for the consequences of their negligence or intent really doesn't matter which as far as I'm concerned. But even yesterday at the uh, the daily press briefing, a reporter from the Hong Kong Phoenix newspaper, which is a, a mouthpiece for the Chinese government, um, was allowed into the briefing room to try to spread some of their Chinese propaganda. Hang with me here. Are you cooperating with China? Know, uh, who are you working for, China? You I'm work not, for China or are you with a newspaper? Who are you with? 
Hong Kong Phoenix TV. Who owns that? China? It's is it owned by China? Hong Kong. No, is it owned by the state? No, it's not. It's a private owned company. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, well, it's not a privately owned company. I guess in their hybrid economy, you could say that, but uh, there is no company privately held or, or state held in China that doesn't have to uh, bow to the Chinese Communist Party. And in this case, the truth of the matter is China Mobile owns the controlling stake in the Hong Kong Phoenix and Chinese Mobile is a state-owned industry. So they're, they're, uh, they're putting... They're propagandists right inside the press conference at the White House. And the people that determine who gets in that press conference is the so-called White House Correspondents Association. Recently, they, uh, they were able to kick uh, Chanel Rion out because they thought she was being too, uh, too solicitous to Trump and the administration. And yet, they're waving forward a Chinese propagandist to, uh, to sit in the White House briefing room. One of the other assaults that the administration uh, is emerging against this administration is another inspector general, very similar to uh, this guy Atkinson that was a holdover from the Obama administration. He's, uh, he was a, uh, a member of the hashtag resistance movement. And now it appears we've got another one of these hashtag resistance inspector generals as the uh, at at the Health and Human Services Department, she came out with a report that she has set on since uh, I think March twenty seventh. It's basically a political hit job uh, against the administration, saying you know that they were slow to act with testing and that uh, they uh, they didn't act on uh, PPE and other things, and um, and Admiral. Uh, Gore, he's a doctor at the CDC. I like that the the CDC and the health services uh, wear uniforms and uh, are constructed as a paramilitary outfit. But he made a very, very good point at yesterday's press conference. If she knew all of this was going on, why didn't she bother telling anybody? Why did she wait for two weeks? One thing I have a problem with, if there was such a problem that she knew about or he knew about on March 23rd and 24th, why did I find out about the test from them on the, on the news media at 8 o'clock this morning? If there was a problem, I think you're ethically obliged to tell me where that is so we can interact with it like I do every single day. But that's a discussion for the future. I think. Well, you're ethically obliged to unless you're trying to weaponize the response to the, to the CCC virus against this administration. And of course, we know now that this is an Obama appointee and um, and probably carries all of the ideological left wing baggage that all of uh, all of his appointees uh, carried. Brian Stetler over at CNN, the counterfeit news network, uh, put up put up a tweet saying that CBS, NBC, and ABC networks are all going to come together and air a One World Together at Home broadcast on Saturday, April 18th, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, and uh, Fallon. They're going to co-host it, and they're going to broadcast it out on more than a dozen cable channels, including YouTube and radio. 
which I kind of like because now I'll be able to to not watch all of these clowns all at the same time. What else we got here? Oh, we got uh, Whoopi Goldberg over at The View, that bastion of deep thought and political analysis. She's got Bernie Sanders on the air, and she's uh, badgering him to drop out to clear the lane for Sleepy Joe. You intend to stay in this race uh, for president because you believe there is a path to victory. I want to know what that path is, because this feels a little bit like it did when you didn't come out when uh, Hillary Clinton was clearly the person folks. I'll tell you what that path to victory is that that um, Bernie Sanders is holding out for one. He's hoping that as a result of this virus, people are going to be more inclined to try to rely on the federal government for their sustenance and for protection. And that aside, he may be hoping that old Joe Biden is either exposed as such a absent-minded buffoon at this point, or that he might not make it through the, uh, through the general election. And then, the Marxist Bernie Sanders will be left there to pick up the pieces. This is the same Whoopi Goldberg you remember that said we ought to in, uh, appoint Jill Biden as the uh, as a Surgeon General. She had to be corrected by Meghan McCain that Jill Biden wasn't actually in medicine. She had a PhD in education. But uh, this is the level of coverage that we're getting out of uh, the news. And if you say, well, the view is not the news, I guess that's true, but it is under the auspices of that network's news department. Before we go, I want to send out my best wishes to the United Kingdom's Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, who is now in ICU. We don't know how bad his condition is, but we do know that he's turned over daily functions of the government to his, uh, his deputy prime minister. So we want to send our our wishes for a quick recovery so we can get back to executing Brexit. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again for another edition right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.